It is day five of my series. This is the result of your words. In this series, I show the Judenhass and Islamophobic attacks that happen each day because even when you just say something online, it has real world ramifications. The misinformation and hatred that is spread leads to violence, hatred, fear. And by changing the language we use, we can help stop it. There's a song in Hebrew called Ani Ve'ata. Ani Ve'ata Neshane Eta Olam. Ani Ve'ata Azyabokubar Kulam. You and I, we will change the world and the rest will follow. We have to be the ones that start that change. Here's today's results of the rhetoric that has been pervasive. This post is not going to be very popular, but not with the people who have typically been yelling at me. I'd like you to give me the courtesy of watching the whole thing and not make snap judgments. With that being said, here are the heartbreaking stories. Detroit police arrest suspect in unaliving of Samantha Wall and are still insisting it couldn't possibly have anything to do with Judenhass. I just really hate the fact that they didn't wait until they had a suspect to say that. I also noticed they still aren't telling us who the suspect is or that person's connection to Samantha. It just all reads as very fishy. Before October 7th, a Jewish man in Sydney was attacked. The story he tells is that he saw a poster for a pro-Palestinian rally that had passed, and it was kind of half torn down, so he tore it down the rest of the way. And a group of people who were pro-Palestinian saw him and attacked him. And he is now in the hospital. What I find really interesting is I'm just finding out about it today. Why exactly didn't it make the news at the time? I'll tell you why. Because before this, no one wanted to talk about Yudenhasa attacks if they didn't have to. In Bloomfield Township in Michigan near Detroit, a man was charged with bringing a pew-pew to the Jewish Federation building. That happened on November 2nd. I'm not entirely sure why we just hearing about it now. This feels like one of those equal opportunity things. Jews and Muslims can both rejoice in the fact that attacks that are so clearly against us will never be labeled as such. This one I am going to read a bit of the story. Earlier this week, a Sonoma Ranch resident shared a video clip asking for help identifying a man she said pelted her mother's car with rocks. Because the alleged victim, Dr. Sarah Samreen, was wearing a hijab, her daughter described the incident as an example of Islamophobia. Duh! But the police department doesn't agree. So congrats to all of us for not being believed. This is the one that's going to get me certain comments. Because yes, this is an act of Islamophobia. The House passed a resolution to censure Tlaib over Israel comments. In her statement, she said, It is important to separate people and governments. No government is beyond criticism. The idea that criticizing the government of Israel is anti-Semitic sets a very dangerous precedent, and it's been used to silence diverse voices speaking up for human rights across our nation. I agree with everything she said there. And then it goes on to say, in addition to the Republican criticism directed at Tlaib, the number of Democrats have been critical of the Congresswoman over her defense of the pro-Palestinian chant from the river to the sea. And people listen to the ADL who call it Judenhat. The thing is, the ADL is the only organization that does the kind of work they do. And so while I don't support most of the things they say, I have to at least look at the organizations and things they're calling anti-Semitic because we don't have an alternative. And that sucks, but just like Zionism from the river to the sea has been co-opted. 
I learned from my new Palestinian friend and Talib said it on Twitter, from the river to the sea is an aspirational call for freedom, human rights, and peaceful coexistence, not death, destruction, or hate. My work and advocacy has always centered in justice and dignity for all people, no matter faith or ethnicity. If we're trying to get people to understand what Zionism actually means, then we need to listen when they explain what from the river to the sea means. And I think censoring her was a huge failure. I mean, it would have happened anyway because the Republicans were gonna do it themselves. But Democrats doing it themselves shows me how much the words on social media matter. Because just like Judenhass, Islamophobia spreads through misinformation. And I wish that these politicians had known better and done their own research and not just trusted the ADL. But I do think a lot of the blame falls to misinformation on social media. Maybe that should be its own post. But moving on, Mossad thwarted an attack planned by Hezbollah against Jews in Brazil. This probably has very little to do with our words and would have happened anyway. But it is a Judenhass attack that I want to bring attention to. This one's really sad. There were pro-Palestinian protests outside the screening of the horrific film of what Hamas did on October 7th at the Museum of Tolerance in Los Angeles. And there was a counter-protest for the hostages, and it got violent. And it's just heartbreaking that even at an event to show something so horrific, there still had to be violence outside. This is almost definitely a Republican publication, but I did not see this anywhere else. At Concordia University in Canada, there was a Judenhass attack against a table set up honoring Israeli hostages. I go back to the idea of what does not wanting to bring the hostages home help anyone? It doesn't help the Free Palestine movement in any way, shape, or form. All it's going to do is make people more staunchly pro-Israel and not willing to have any sort of dialogue at all. And finally, the woman who plowed her car through a not-Jewish building, one of the hate groups that pretends to be Jewish, says that she doesn't remember the attack. Now this is from the New York Post. So they're obviously doing a great disservice sensationalizing this. Though this isn't a first time that someone who has blamed mental instability on their actions has been part of my list. And I think that just goes to show that the Judenhass and Islamophobia we are just speaking into existence by the way we talk to people online and comment on their videos and assume things about them. That bleeds into people that aren't even aware of what they're doing. I mean, she could be lying but the point still stands. This normalization is leading to an internalized level of hatred that isn't even thought about, and that might be the scariest thing of all. So this was a little bit of a longer one, but I really wanted to talk about Talib in a bit of length. If you think I should make a separate post on it, let me know. If you have Yudinaz or Islamophobia that I didn't cover, please send it to me. Preferably an email, but picture app DMs works too. Refuash Lema to all of us in need of healing. And may the memories of those who have been lost and those who will be lost be a blessing and a revolution for peace, freedom, and safety for all. Shortcast Club.